Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Go Get That podcast. This is episode 70. Um, past the threshold of 69, we are on to a double double episode this week. Thanks to the Monday finish. Thanks to Mr. Rose's victory and complaints. Um, <laughs> we have a two-in-one episode for you all. Um, that was not meant to be a shot at Mr. Rose, as I am very happy to see him take home the trophy this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Definitely a lot to recap, I feel like. A um, lot to talk about. I know me, Jordan, and Dan, we have our own speech chat, and we were ranting yesterday um, because that's what we do every few months when we're disappointed with this play. But uh, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of Where are the positives at? Where are the negatives at? And then, obviously, I think we went over 12 last week in bets. No. no. Mr. Power. Oh, Mr. Power. Congratulations, Dan. The leaderboard is now. I'm in second still. I gained some. Well, unfortunately, hopefully you have all not been tailing because we're all (laughs) in the red right now, but it's early. Three ladders ready to go. Jordan is at, um, Jordan is $15 down. Dan is $159 down. (laughs) Points, points, not dollars. Well, yeah, given, I mean, given that we play a hundred points a week, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, well, but I expect this all to be up at the end. Well, me at least. And then uh you're in last, so I know two hundred sixty-four dollars. Talk a lot of games down. So, but I, but I have a gotta... I have a guaranteed winner this week, and I have last time I had a guaranteed winner, it hit. So I'm one for one on guaranteed blute winners, which is good. That's a good thing. The blute guarantee. The blute guarantee. Um, it's hundred percent. We're one for one so far, but it maybe we need to make everything guaranteed winners. But then then they wouldn't be special. So. But we'll have uh, more picks for you this week. Um, again, yeah. I have a guaranteed winner, which would be nice. And then uh, we will preview the Waste Management Open, my models, of course, Dan's steep dive in stats, and then whatever Jordan does. Jordan, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, on to the conversation. Mr. Mr. Last Place Models, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, we'll start. We'll start at Pebble. Uh I forgot who said this after Rose won. Someone in our chat. I don't remember who said it, but Justin, when I think of like every European dude that's in like their late 30s to 40s, I feel like all of them went to live. So a shout out to Justin Rose on the win um, and not going to live. He, I guarantee he probably got an offer to go. No, oh, yeah. Definitely sure. turned it down. I'm sure he was offered a hefty contract from the Majestics. <laughs> what about the, the nibbles european dude team yeah you can, get, you can get their merch i'm sure somewhere on the live website oh, um, shout out to team rose um besides him being the one to delay, delay play he played some great golf i know no, it wasn't was... a great field but i mean like he it was a blowout at the end yeah i, I would i would just like to say this before i, I know i made that joke at the start of the thing i i, I there was very little coverage besides the feature groups on Monterey, and that's what he was playing. Like, I don't really know what the situation was there, so I'm not going to hate him. I mean, I remember, like, Paul Casey. I used to give a lot of crap for calling that in 2019. Remember when it was too dark and they only had one hole left, but it really wasn't that dark. And then they um, 
it was him and Phil, I think. But, uh, but like if his ball was like oscillating on the green, like there's nothing he can do about that. Like I'm not here to give him crap for that. If it was a legit reason, I don't know what happened. So yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and complain. Uh, if he had a legit reason, then that's fine. Clearly, um, right. It's clearly one thing. The, the good luck was on his side as he went yeah. to win, but yeah. It's one thing to complain and then play like crap, right? Yeah, but sure. he There's complained and then yeah. blew out the field on Sunday. Um, I am a little disappointed because in my early research of Pebble, I was on Mr. Rose, and I know easy to say in hindsight, but um, he had been quietly playing some pretty good golf. Uh, the putter had been playing well. He fit the trend that every winner at Pebble has had a top six in the last like three years, the last three appearances at the tournament. So um, I thought about playing Mr. Rose uh, and I'm disappointed I did not, but good for him. First one in four years. He's like, he's one of those guys that I think of kind of in like the Gary Woodland department who just 2019, like they just fell off a cliff, you know, and we haven't talked about him really since. And it's good to see him, Grab another win. Do I think this kickstarts like a a rampant run, you know, rampage for uh, Mr. Rose? No, but you know it's a good win to have, and he should be at East Lake again, which is cool and um, good good start to the season for him. Yeah, I mean he uh again a little bit of fortune that Mr. Spieth did not have with the draws and the delays and everything, but. In saying that, Mr. Spieth was not going to come close to winning anyway had he been in the good wave draw, whatever you want to call it. Um, disappointing performance. Again, we're starting to say that a few times. Friend of the podcast, Ryan, told us that Jordan Spieth is not top five slash been in deep Sunday contention since the Byron Nelson, which is, I mean, it just screams, hey, I'm not an elite golfer. And that's that's obviously fine. But at the same time, T sixty three at Pebble Beach is not necessarily fine. I think there were some. Yeah. I mean, he got screwed by the weather, which I think yeah. you may you know makes a double on nine. It's, I mean, he it's a hard hole, but like, does he make double if it's not bad weather? Probably not. I think it's bogey at worst on that type of hole. Just, I mean, he made the double on 14 where he hit driver off the deck. Another shot that he doesn't hit if he's you know in contention. But at the same time, the poor wedge play continued. The putter, I guess, took a step back from where it was in Hawaii. The short game was not great. The short game selection of shot yeah. to play was not great. Um, there weren't a ton of positives leaving Pebble Beach, which definitely causes some concern. Yeah. real. I mean, Bob, Mr. Model, you talked about it, right? The number one thing, like the number one stat that correlates to success at Pebble is wedge play from 50 to 125. We mentioned that Mr. Spieth has not been um, doing that quite well uh, for the past year or so, and it translated. I mean, how many wedge shots did we see end up, you know, within a couple feet? Very few. There was a lot of 25-footers, 35-footers that are losing st losing strokes on the field from 85 yards in the middle of the fairway. Because he drove it great. He gave himself plenty of wedge chances. Um, and honestly, I thought, even though the putter wasn't very good, I thought it bailed him out a couple times in terms of making a 15-footer or so after a mediocre at best wedge shot. So, um, 
it could have it, it could have been a better week, but also could have it could have been a miscut pretty easily, which is not you know what you want to hear from Jordan Spieth, Mr. AT and T at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Um, so I, in essence, it was a miscut, and like my yeah. point of view, because he didn't get anything out of the fourth round. I mean, yeah. a T sixty three. I mean, a solid is... thirty, a solid thirty four on the front. Little momentum for Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> it could translate. I mean, that's very fair. He came out played decent. I on mean, Monday, but... the third, the thirty four on the front is a even par one over round any other golf course. So, well, yeah, um... and he made the two birdies on Sunday evening, and he played the last five holes. Hey, he made the two Monday. footer on four, Dan. He made. That's true. He did make. He was good true. inside of six feet, seven feet this right. week. So I, I, will, I, will give, I will give Mr. Spieth credit. He did not miss any putts inside of two feet. Nothing in the inside inches, of five. He nice. didn't miss anything of, inside of five feet. Inside of five. True, but you know, have to give credit where credit's due. Um, so, a six footer, but we'll check. appreciate appreciate that. <laughs> um, we'll we'll pick and choose the stats where we like. Of course we will. Of course yeah. we will. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Does. Yeah. I. Uh. My overall thoughts are a lot of negatives, man. Like, um, I've been pretty positive thus far this season, considering how I usually am. I usually am into his grill, but this season I've been pretty positive with what I've seen, and I'm just not. Um. We're just not getting anywhere. Uh. He had one round at the Sony, which is nice. I don't even remember that round very well. I, I don't. I don't remember how he shot the score. He did all. I, all I remember was the ninth hole and how we made a mess of the par five. Yeah. It should have easily been six under. But yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know where this is going. I, I I don't know where the swing really is right now. He was changing tempo all week mid mid round. Yeah. Um. Putters, just he's not making the putts he needs to make. It's not disastrous. He's not missing every putt. He's making a lot more 12 to 15 footers, or I'd say 8 to 15 footers than he yeah. usually has been um, in recent years. And he's cleaning up better but than obviously last year. He hasn't made a 25-plus footer in months, and it feels that way. inside of six feet is still a problem. So I, I want to I say I want to see how the next few weeks come, but I mean, these next few weeks uh, – there's just not much course history there to to give us much of uh, something to get excited about. I mean, Pebble is the event, you know, we're like just guests through Sony, guests through Kapalua. Um, Pebble an event, and I will I'll make it very clear. I, I'm I'm not oblivious to the fact that every single time there was a stoppage, it hurt Jordan Spieth in a negative way. But that doesn't change the fact that it would have helped him almost none with the way he was hitting the ball. Yeah, like um. Yeah, like his his miss green up and down would have been a forty footer and a two putt. Like it just it the way he was playing, it was still really not great golf shots. And there's just not a lot there coming up in the next few weeks. Like he's had his spurts at the waste management. He was in contention there a few years ago. Obviously, he started the comeback. He had that sixty one. But like, I mean, this is one of the highest. Um, He's miscut here a few times, and I mean, you cannot go into Riviera with a mediocre game and expect to be able to beat yes your way around that golf course. So uh, the next two weeks are some of the highest driving accuracy weeks that there are. Um, you need to be able to hit the fairway. 
one because Riviera is just really tough from the rough. And I mean, if you're driving offline at the waste management, you can be behind a cactus. So <laughs> it's just, there's a, it, two very different tournaments and there's just not much course history there to like Jordan speed can play and contend at Pebble beach with a C game. And he, he can't do that at these next few events, which is, disappointing but it's also like all right maybe this will be the wake-up call he needs because i mean pebble augusta and colonial every year should be at least two top tens with the way he plays those golf courses if not at least the top 10 and the top 20 and his last three performances there is a a t63 a t6 when he wasn't even in contention at all he just found a way to be t6 because everyone struggled coming home um and then a miscut at the Masters. So those three tournaments, the ones we always look to, that's what concerns me the most out of anything. It's not even the stats. I mean, even during a slump, he would do something at the Colonial or the Masters. Or I, I just, I, I just, I just don't know what's going on. Um, I, I want to see. I just want to keep seeing him progressing, but I just, I don't really know how to evaluate where he's at right now. Yeah. Well, there's not. I mean, your eyes are not lying to you. There's not a whole lot of good golf being played. Um, I'd say on, I say that. And then obviously the 64 at Sony to open. Um, and then the first two rounds at Kapalua to open. So clearly the, the ceiling is still quite high, but Jordan and I were talking about this the other day. The floor is really low right now. Like Mr. Spieth is very capable of playing a very, very poor round of golf. Um, and that is obviously that is just bad for what it is. Um, if there's any sort of positive light, I thought he drove the ball really, really well at Pebble. Um, obviously, you know, everybody has a couple wayward balls, but for the most part, he was hitting in the fairway. And I, I think- would say he drove the ball well at Spyglass and Monterey. I, he did not have the best three and four from what I remember. And I have not looked at any of the stats from Pebble. I will be honest. I sort of threw that out the window, but I did watch both of the rounds. Yeah. Um, I, I think the driver fair. sort of started to leak towards the end of the week, which again right. is fine. Like I don't I'm think fine. the wind helped. If he can have two rounds a week where he hits 10 plus fairways. Yeah. I think I'd take that for the rest of his career. Oh, of course. Um, and I think it's, it's emphasized like, it's more clear that his iron game, mostly the wedges, is not good because he hit good fairways. Like he hit fairways this week. I know he didn't. He didn't drive a great Saturday or Sunday, um, but it wasn't bad. It was certainly like doable and contendable with the way he drove it. Um, Let's not ignore lucky... the wind here. I mean, like I don't yeah. know what everyone else was doing off the tee, but with how windy it was, I can't imagine everyone was finding fairways. They just weren't hitting it out of bounds. They weren't hitting it into ditches and taking penalty strokes. They were just keeping it in play. Yeah. Which Mr. Spieth did not. All right. Speaking of hitting it out of bounds, um I'm just I'm really discouraged by these just mental collapses when it comes to decisions on the golf course. Like <laughs> I I saw people calling out Greller all weekend. And I'm not ready to say that Greller needs to be fired because Spieth is the one hitting the bad golf shots. But, I mean, you think back to uh, Congaree 
I mean, that missed two-footer, all the missed, like, one-footers he's had throughout these last two years just purely by being meant to mistakes. I mean, on an unreachable par five, taking driver off the deck in the fairway in the wind, I mean, what is he doing? He was out of it. I mean, like again, but that I, doesn't it's, that that doesn't make it, it any better. I understand man. that, it's, but it's like my, it's, if he's it's in my take, if he's in the tournament, he doesn't hit the shot. Yeah, I, I understand, but that that doesn't. But it, it's that, a, that it, also makes me more upset at this. If point. he makes par I, there, he finishes what t fifty instead of t sixty three. But it, it's more the fact that he's making those decisions in general, even when I, he's out of it. I like, think it's I, just... I, I don't. I I'm. It's one thing if he's trying to work on something, but I just. I'm sort of getting sick of the, all right, I'm T41. Let's just go make reckless decisions for the rest of the tournament. Uh, like yeah, but just... he's, I think that's just one example of him making bad decisions. Like the chip at four on Spyglass yeah, on the Thursday short game shots are the was more. the dumbest decision I've ever seen in my life. Not true, but like you get the point. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. There were other short game shots recently that have been played that you're like, what, what are you doing? And but it's I, like, I, See, here's here's my difference between those two decisions right there. The short game shot, I'm not gonna use that one. I'm gonna use the one on um on eight, um, where it was into yeah, the wind. Same I'm gonna thing. use that one because that was the worst short game shot I saw. I don't know which one you're talking about. I remember it, but I don't remember watching it, so I forget exactly what he did. Um, but the one on eight, that's the one I'm gonna use. My difference between those two bad decisions is the one on eight. That's just a bad shot selection where maybe it could have worked if he had pulled it off better. It still didn't make sense. But the driver off the deck, when you can't reach the green anyway, there's no possible way that you gain any advantage out of it. You're getting 30 yards closer to the green. I think it's more also, Bob, he's still in the tournament when he was hitting that shot on eight. Yeah. I Like, I, he only he's not pulling driver if he's in it. Yeah. He's probably hitting that short game shot regardless of where he is. I, I just and it's still dumb, but it doesn't it it isn't like I don't know. It just didn't I, I just I think you just you don't see that those type of decisions being made when John Rahm's out of the golf tournament. Um because he's you watching John, yeah, tournament. exactly. John Rahm's just way better than Jordan. But you know what I'm and, saying. And that and that, you know by saying. the way, I think is the biggest thing. Jordan Spieth ain't that dude anymore. And people need to realize, like, he's he's not. He's a 25th best player in the world. Maybe. Actually, according to Data Golf, he's 40th. Um, yeah, like, just, he's, he's slightly above average, probably right now. Like he's. I a, mean, we. I mean, I. I. I will defend him in this part. He's not that dude right now. He could get back there. 100%. He could absolutely get back. There. Oh, for he sure. Has, he has the talent that. to have the career path of Rory, where he has these like six years where he does nothing. And then becomes unstoppable but even, in three years. Ma- even maybe like, that happens. Even uh, Roy's but... six years though were productive. And yeah. to be fair, we're seeing we're seeing the last two years. Twenty one, he should have won a lot more. But last year he showed up three times and he got a win, right? And that's yeah. what twentieth, fifteenth best player in the world do. But he's not. And that's what I'd like to see Speed do until he gets back to that form. But that's hard. I I still think there's a lot to need to be said. I'm done with the excuses. There are too many decisions on the golf course that he's making that it just, I hate when people try and say stuff in my comments about, um, about, oh, well, I could hit a better shot than that or whatever. Like, of course you could in a million tries. Like, who cares? You're a 20 handicap. But 
when when Jordan Spieth does things, and I know it's easy to say from the couch, but when he does things that's so clear and obvious that it was the wrong decision from your own couch, like it's that's it's, it, it's very annoying because that shot on eight purely by making a better decision. Most one of us three, at least, could have got it closer than that. Purely, oh, just I mean, it's it, it really hurt because I mean we're playing with you know Ryan Palmer and Brian Roberts, and I mean Palmer hits the smart shot to five feet and makes par. I mean, literally, he had the, a very very similar shot to Spieth right after that. Spieth plays his big flop to twenty feet, which made absolutely zero sense. Palmer just you know he hits it on, it's the downslope, runs out to five feet, and he makes the putt, and then yeah. Spieth. You know, does what the, the stupid flop? I mean, it's it's either the flop instead of the little chip, or it's the putter from off the green when he should be chipping. Like it's the same stuff. Like I'm sure we'll see it at waste management this week. I mean, he does it. I I don't know why, and that's like the one thing. Like, first of all, Greller is. I mean, we had a commenter on Twitter say Greller is the one that gives him the clubs. That is a stupid thing to say. Number one, um, but just. In defense of some of the people that are like anti-Greller, Greller can, at the very least, I don't know if he always does, he can come in and say, you should play the shot this way. I don't know if there's yeah. a boundary when it comes to short game shots because Jordan's yeah. got one of the best short games of all time. But if there is one argument to make for not getting rid of Greller, that's just stupid. But things Greller can do, that's a fair one I think you can make. Right. And I think with short game especially, like he's not going to step in there and say, don't play a mega flop. Because that's like, speed just does those things. And I think there is something to momentum, right? And speed just didn't play that well this week. So everything just didn't come off the way it sort of was supposed to. But I think it just goes back to the point that the floor is really low. Like he can play some really bad golf and it's aided by some bad decisions. And that's somewhat discouraging. Yeah, Um, and... Because each week it's gotten worse this year, right? Yeah, and two things, and two things I want to mention on that case is one: you look back at his 2021, um, which was one of the better years of his career, not including like the tournament, like r- like wins he produced out of it. Probably his fourth best year. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, like yeah, including yeah. wins and just like statistical yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably but. 20. I mean, 2015, 2016, 16, 17, are the and only then 21. That, yeah. yeah. 14 um, is right up there with it, just looking. But yeah, yes. but I mean, then again, I still think you look at that and he was never really out of a golf tournament. Like he was just, even on his bad weeks, like his bad weeks were T24s. Yeah. Like and that's he, not what this is now. And he ripped off like top. But five then again, players. Well, and actually, I want to bring this other point up first before I go into that is I'm going to play devil's advocate in terms of what we've been talking about is bad decisions. There is something to be said about momentum because there is a lot of decisions that Jordan Spieth has made in the past that may have been bad decisions that have turned out to be some of the things that make right. what Jordan Spieth is today. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't really remember, but you remember that crazy flop shot he made a few weeks ago from like the just yeah. off the fringe? Oh, like. Was that really the best? I mean, it might have been. I don't know how severe the downslope was, but was that really the best decision to make there? But th- no. but it was a high like, real shot, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? There's there's a devil's advocate side to that, correct? And, yeah. So, and yeah, to be fair, fair to be fair, like the 
um hitting those shots and can like it's momentum to your point right if he's playing well and it's one thing to hit the bad shots when he's not playing well like you'd almost rather have him hit those bad shots when he's not playing well so that they come off well when it matters if he's gonna go that route that's what i was trying to say from the start but like if he's in contention and he hits a flop you want him to hit it well obviously but if he's not in contention at pebble all right fine hit your flop 20 feet even though it sucks but it's like law of averages in theory kind of to bob's point devil's advocate point is like yeah it'll work out better but then again i i I did want to bring up this point because this is something that i always go back to because i we all get on jordan's case because we are such big fans and we're such big golf fans and we could do this about any golfer if we watch them enough. We just watch so much Jordan Spieth golf that we pick up all the goods, all the bads. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is nothing against him. Like, it's just like we want to watch good golf. Same as it. And it's tough because being this is one of the hardest sports to be a fan of just because of the fact that, like, people are like, oh, you're too hard on Jordan when. This would be a very different situation if we were doing a podcast on, say, on just use Jordan's hat, the Miami Marlins. If we were a Miami Marlins fan podcast, it's a lot easier to It'd be depressing. To, to, <laughs> true, but it would be a lot easier to talk crap about a team as a player because there's only one yeah. person. Um, he's obviously not watching this, most likely, but this isn't something that we want him to look at and be like, Oh, these guys aren't really fans and stuff like that. He it's wouldn't just, give a crap anyway, but he wouldn't. Yeah. And it's just, it's tough to, it's tough to know that while also saying all this stuff, but it's a really hard sport to be a fan of because you are a very good golfer. If you win one out of every 25 times, um, that's right. what DJ made a career out of is winning once a year, maybe twice. And that is what a good golfer is. Like that's it's you're very rarely satisfied. And that's what makes little wins such as the Valero Texas open, which is a tournament that's not that high on the rankings. So meaningful. And so, I mean, it, it brings you weeks of enjoyment if you're as big a fans as us. Um, and every week is not quite enough until you get there. Like we, this isn't the regular season of a football where you win a big game. It's not the Super Bowl, but you're still super excited. Like it's like, it's very hard to get excited about a top 10 because it's either you had a bad start to the week and you got there or you let it go on Sunday. Like it's very hard to get excited about those high finishes. Like it is to get excited about a regular season win in either sport. So it's tough to, it's tough to compare sports, but it's a very tough, it's a very tough sport to be a fan of. There's there's very little satisfaction, just like tennis. Um, because I watched the documentary that they just came out with. Um, one of the players was talking about how tennis brings such little satisfaction because it's so only one person wins every week. Um, there isn't sixteen winners or fifteen winners like there are in other sports every week. Um, so. It's tough, man, but that's what makes the win so good. That's what makes him so exciting. It what it's what makes it what's it's what gives you that feeling on a on a Sunday morning before a final round where you have a chance. Um and I just want to see that a few times this year. Um and I really want to get a win. So I 
the thing that's really frustrating is I don't really see where that is. I don't see a win in the next yeah. few weeks. I, I feel like we are weeks of progress away from a win is really where I'm coming. Right. From. Well, I'll that's while that's fair. I would also argue that last year after the masters, right. I, you could argue the same thing. Absolutely. And I'm not down that at all. Um, that was and one of I, the weirdest. Yeah, that really was. <laughs> it was so weird because I, someone came in here um, we did like a question for the pod and someone said, and I said, I'd give away a putter if he won. Yeah. Like, I got so confident where he wouldn't win. And I was 400 bucks out because I had to send someone a brand new Scotty Cameron. Um, like it was such a weird win. Right. Um, and I think to that point, I think Spieth trends differently than other guys. And that's kind of, you know, why we enjoy watching him play is that his like statistically, you could see it a little bit. Like the the ball striking numbers were really good at Valero. He just made z- absolutely zero putts that week and obviously threw away a lot of strokes. Um, and then obviously the Masters was really bad. But it was mostly just on 12 where I think he lost like three, three shots on the field by hitting it into the water twice again. Um, and then he bounced back the next week, leads the field in strokes gained tee to green can't buy a putt but wins same thing at the craig ranch so it's like once he gets going he'll get going and the last two years have i mean 21 was a little bit different but last year like he'll he'll pop at some points and obviously you'd bet that pebble would be a spot he'd pop at and he didn't but um like i don't know i wouldn't be like overly surprised if he was somewhat in contention this week yeah it, yeah I, I I'd, I'd fully I agree bet on it but He's um, I think the wet I, again. He wasn't gonna win at Pebble, but the weather played a factor. I think you're, he's obviously not fully confident with where things are, and when you throw in, you know, twenty, thirty mile per hour winds, you're just. I mean, and that's how he is. If there's something for him to think about outside of the swing, and then you're, he's always thinking about the swing. So when you add an extra element, I mean, that's just not good for Jordan Spieth. Um, it's not gonna be windy in Scottsdale this week, so I think we'll get a good, you know firm look at where everything is and he's been playing like i mean a miscut t63 not good but there's been some good shots sprinkled in yeah um you know he played that stretch at uh monterey like the last three holes he hit three consecutive mid to long irons to like 15 feet like that's not easy and the mid to long irons i think in these three events so far in 2023 have been you know pretty good compared to where they were in 2022. The problem is Jordan Spieth is not a good wedge player at all. And we were talking about this. I mean, just going over to our friends at uh, Data Golf, he is in the last 12 months from 50 to 100 yards. Strokes gained per shot, he is in the 47th percentile. The 47th percentile. There are 53% of the tour is better than Jordan Spieth from 50 to 100 yards. I and guarantee I... you. In 2015, he was in the first or second percentile. Yeah, but like, that's like we were telling – we talked to Elise quite a bit. I was telling Elise this. Jordan Spieth is not going to win with those wedge numbers and because he's another, not good enough in other facets of the game. And really. another thing is, like, we look back on that um, Heritage win, and it was so uh, it was so weird because – it was still just a very different game than it is now. Like 
he is most likely never going to win another tour event in which he pots like he did at Heritage. There yeah. might not be another tour win ever that has those type of putting numbers that wins. It's rare. <laughs> it, I, and again, Jordan was talking about this, like it evens out um, because he probably should have won it the uh, one of either Ranch or Pebble last year. But then again, like he's not going to perform at Ranch this year if he can't, if he's wedging it like he is right now. In fact, he could miss the cut at like minus five <laughs> because yeah. you have to make a ridiculous amount of birdies with that, with those wedges. Uh, and I know we need to get into the, waste management stuff but uh, it's there's there this this week had me thinking i was really positive after sony i was really positive after kapalua i'm still don't know where i'm at with the putter yet but he's gonna need to learn um the thing that keeps getting me upset about the putter is like the bad historical putters and i like to go back to this keegan bradley because he's someone who i really like uh just in general um he's Keegan Bradley always finds lightning in a bottle with the putter two times a year. That's just how he makes his living. And that's not who we want Jordan Spieth to be. But Jordan Spieth hasn't had a putting week like that in a very long time. Like he has not put, he has not just gotten hot with the putter for four rounds in the past three years, besides, um, I'd say, the present. Memorial. Memorial last Memorial, year. Memorial, he putted really well. And then, of course, the swing fell apart. He couldn't hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did putt well. But that that's it. not that's not what I'm thinking of like yeah, lightning yeah. in the bottle. Like light like that, like Keegan Bradley does that and he gets himself into contention purely just because he's his putter's hot. Like Jordan right. Spieth hasn't had a hot putter for a tournament in multiple years besides the President's Cup. Like the President's Cup was awesome because he was making putts. Um he made well, putts yeah, like, was, to be fair, were, like he they were birdie putts. At yeah. Memorial, he was just draining par putts. Correct. Like well, yeah, because his approach play was very, very bad week. Yeah. But uh, you're yeah. right, Bob. I mean, I kind of in my you know, and let me just be very because I'm sure we're going to have some viewers that are like, it's very early into the season. And that's yeah. very, very true. Like that. I mean, again, as like Dan said, it wouldn't shock me if he played well this week or next week. Correct. But uh, he's that play, good. But I will also play devil's advocate there as well. Like the season is going to go by very fast. It always does. Um, Before you know it it's going to be the masters. And once the masters is over, it already feels like it's in the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, which it kind of is because after the masters, it's a lot of majors jam packed in a few months. Um, whereas we have three months leading up to the masters. It's all preparation. And we always say we'd like to get a win before the masters, but honestly, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a win before the U S open. That's what I'm looking at. I'd like yeah, to get a win yeah. before the summer. Every week um, that goes by is one less chance. He's got, I think like seven, chances and i mean quite a few of these are gonna be good fields and yeah, no offense and jordan spieth he still has not wanted a good field since 2017 correct and and again that is a i don't think that that's as big a deal as people make it out to be i mean if everyone plays at valero in 2021 i think he still probably wins like he played very very well that year yeah um, i mean like the last time like that's just how it works and that's why i will continue 2021 that's why i will continue to say that Limited fields are easier events to win than big fields, weak fields. Um, that probably didn't make sense, but I, no, no. I've said I've said it in the in the podcast before. You know what I mean. Um, but I I just I'm looking at all this stuff going forward, and I 
the thing that really is where I've made the shift from being really positive to not so positive is I, I just don't know where, what the, what the map is. What's, what's the blueprint for these next few weeks. Yeah. Um, I... But then again, uh, I, I really hope to find, uh, cause this is one thing before we get into the waste management. I, I really hope Jordan Spieth, um, we see some killer instinct this year. Um, because that's one thing that he hasn't had a very long time. And we saw that at Valero a bit, um, where he just put the foot down on um, Chuck Hoffman. Um, <laughs> that's something that I was thinking about this, and this was the main point I want to really bring across on this podcast is Cage Lee steps on to the first tee at ranch this year, tied for lead with Spieth. Cage Lee isn't fearing Jordan Spieth like he is someone like Rom or Rory or even JT who's in it, not playing very well. Like he's not someone that scares the field right now. Um, which in its own aspect is a disadvantage. Um, I think the way Spieth used to scare Fields was making every putt, and he's just not right. doing that. Yeah, it's tough to be fair. But just the intimidation um, factor in general. Um, I think like he was like a, he was a baller early. What on. do you see as intimidating though? Because when I think intimidating, I think guys that just hammer it like bite, like DJ Northern Trust. I don't think that. I think I think, I think people that you're like, okay, this guy. This guy's gonna beat me if I don't play my absolute best. Yeah, I think like, this guy's gonna capitalize right it's on shifted. me if I don't keep up. I think it's shifted. It's not. Yeah. I used to think of DJ's, Rory's. I mean, Rory, but like Max Homa to me now is intimidating. Like yeah. you stand on the first tee, tied for the lead with Max Homa. You know that dude is gonna play. Even Correct. if it's he not his, it's all about capitalization. Even if it's not his best stuff, he's gonna grind out three, four under. And you're gonna have to play it depending on where it's at. And you're gonna have to play four or five under to beat yeah. him. Right. And, and that's that yeah, that's scary. When you're on there with Jordan Spieth, you're not thinking, you know, you're not worried about that. You're just not. At least I wouldn't be. Well I think it's the I mean, names you're playing with too. Like Yeah. I mean <laughs> no offense, but like if we go back to last year, like I don't know. If, I don't think Spieth gets intimidated anymore. No, but like they these guys. This isn't the same Jordan Spieth at the moment. Correct. Like I think Mister Mister O'Hara in round four was probably a little uh, yeah, you know, intimidated. It's a cool. That was a cool story. I didn't realize his story. Yeah, but no, I mean, I I don't I don't know. Intimidation is tough to measure because like twenty twenty one. Morikawa Spieth at the Open. Mm-hmm. I don't think Spieth intimidating Morikawa would have made the difference. Yeah, I think sometimes you just run into a guy that plays better than you. Uh, Spieth had that happen like way too many times. Um, there's been obviously times where Spieth doesn't capitalize. But there's also been times where Spieth is. I mean, Spieth could easily be a five-time, six-time major champion if the one guy in front of him does not have a career-like week like Morikawa or Day. I mean. That's the thing with Spieth, too. Like, when Spieth won his majors, he's kind of earned all three. You can throw me DJ choking the 15 U.S. Open away, but Spieth played really good that week. You really can't, though. I mean, Spieth, like, Spieth made a horrendous double bogey at 17. He birdied um, 18, and DJ made birdie on 17, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I, I do not look... 
at 2017 as a crowning. I mean, 2015 U.S. Open as a crowning by any means. Spieth played great that week. <laughs> because if that if that putt on 18 had happened in the third round, it never would have been talked about. Like it was a three putt, and it was a fluke three putt. But like in the end, Spieth definitely played better than DJ that week. Like there's no. Yeah, I mean, just my my last thought on that. I mean, Spieth went at five under. Like, okay, he made a double bogey. When you finish at five under through four days, you're going to make bogeys and maybe a double and still be able to win. But, um, we, what would you say? Floor is yours. Well, I was going to say, uh, we've been on this for 45 minutes. One one more quick point, though. Yes, go ahead. And it kind of ties in, it kind of just a segue to this week. Um, and it's kind of been your whole theme of this, Bob, is like, I don't know what the blueprint is. I think my, if you have a glass half full optimism approach to this is that there's very rare, like the Spieth blueprint is just different than every other guy, pretty much. Like it'll, it'll materialize slowly and it's going to happen at some point this year or else there's some, something quite wrong, but it'll come about and you might not see it, but then it's here and it's here to stay for a little bit. So you know, that's that's that'll be the glass half full approach. Optimism brought to you by Dan. Thank you, Dan. The official optimum. I don't know. Anyway, waste <laughs> management. I'm excited. I, I'm. Well. Great, I'll kick off event. real quick. I'll kick off with a hot take. Ooh. I really hope that there is not a hole in one on 16 this year. <laughs> well, did you see the um the rules change? About what? A hole in one on 16. 16. Yes. What is it? There's no more beer cans being sold um, in the stadium. It's just cups? or Uh, Just cups. Uh, I believe there's – I think everyone has to sign a waiver before saying – I mean, that that won't hold people back from throwing things if it goes in, but if if a hole in one is made. But, like, they're definitely – Which is a a boo moment for me, in my opinion. I think that – yeah, I I think that was one of the coolest moments on tour last year, and I and I get it. They're they're the old they're they're the old people, old golf style, you know. Like, and I understand that. Yeah. That's fine. I thought it was a really cool moment. If that happens on seventeen and Sawgrass, no thanks for me. But like, just this one atmosphere, it, it, I I kind of get it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I get it, but I've seen Sam Ryder's ace. Probably four times, four or five times now, more than I've I want to. It's I cool. disagree. It it, it it gives me chills every time I watch. Like it. I I just I don't know. I somebody else hits ace, great. But uh, somebody else had an ace that week, and we don't see that one. Correct. Well, yeah, because he's always on a different tour now. Oh, that's why you don't see it. <laughs> Who was it? Ortiz. Ortiz. Oh, that's right. One of Spieth's good friends. Yes. I had him. Uh, I had him top forty that week. Congratulations! I think he hit too. Congrats! So you guys have shared your like thoughts on this week. I, I don't love this week. I don't hate it. Um, I look forward more to next week than this week. I don't think Scottsdale's. I think it's an okay golf course. Um, I disagree. Just, I don't think there's that many good holes in my opinion. I think yeah. the drivable four is awesome. I think like 17 there. at Sawgrass, the par three 16th is, I mean, it's cool because you have what 40, 50,000 people watching you hit the shot, but it's, um, 
it's a it's a basic golf hole. Yeah, and then yeah. there's a lot of holes that are just like bleh. Like I look towards next week more. But Fair I mean, enough. But I'm I'm on the other side of that. The the Genesis never really gets my blood boiling, to be honest. Um, it's a great golf course. I love the golf course. It's top ten for me, uh, for sure. I don't think it's top five, to be honest. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot more bleh holes at Riviera than a lot of people want to say. We there could go down great... the road next week. I'd we love absolutely to could. This. Um, and I and I do think it's a great course, but then again, um. I just I just love the desert atmosphere, man. Like, yeah, it's not even, it to you. like there's nothing like watching people on Sunday having to hit shots from the desert. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's just really cool for me. And it's just a really exciting event because it's always a good leaderboard here, man. It's there's yep. always someone uh someone good coming down 18, even if the winner isn't a big name. Like it just this course produces really good leaderboards. And that's the one thing I give to Mr. Pines every year is Mr. Pines always gives really good leaderboards. <laughs> I, I like tournaments that give good leaderboards. Um, yeah. And, this is, this is and the closing stretch is just, is just awesome. Not even 18, 18's a uh, pretty, pretty meh now that um, the water's not in play off the tee, but well, we say that, but Mr. Speed, it's in play. The water. Um, but 15, 16, 17 is one of the best three hole stretches I think in, in golf. Um, uh, 15 is a brilliant par five. Um, 16 is a great par three and 17 is a top three drivable par four on tour. I apologize. I need to charge my computer. I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you for, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, 17, uh, the drivable par four is great. 16 overrated. Um, 15 good. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of par fives, like 15. I, still. The point about the desert, I yeah. agree with a lot. It's cool. It's just a cool backdrop to everything. Uh, I do like 15. I think 16, 17. Like, I think there's just what's cool about the finish is that there's a lot of variability in scores. So when you've got leaders coming down there, you could shoot, you could bogey 15 because you hit it in the water, go and then go 2 2, 16, 17, like, right? And go 2 yeah. 2, 16, 17, and then get back in the lead or whatever. But, um, no, I think this week, based on the what the weather has said, I think this week should play to its potential as well. Like I, I think it'll play the way the course is plays when it's at its best, which is pretty firm, obviously pure, um, but firm, fast. You hit it in the fairways, you're gonna have wedges that are gonna hop and then spin a little bit. They're not gonna. You know, you're not going to have seven irons backing up like they were at Pebble. Um, so that's that's exciting. Seeing, you know, seven iron take a massive hop and, you know, roll out 20 feet or whatever it may be is you have to you have to hit spots instead of just playing. Um, you there, know, there's um things like that. There's also just a great. Um... Jesus, my computer is so hard. <laughs> You're good. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you look at last year. I Spieth putted so bad, but I enjoyed watching it last year with how firm it was. I think this year it's going to be the same, which will make a fun watch. Um, and I mean, oddly enough, I don't think it's a good venue for Spieth. I don't know if there is a good venue for Spieth the way he's playing right now. But there'll be less wedges or mid yeah. to long irons, which I think. I don't know. It's not going to be windy, so we'll really get a good gouge on you know where the as Dan likes to say driving range shots are. Um. Mm-hmm. But well, I do want to say this, and 
there is something about the waste management that it, there's just really good vibes here. I mean, I this is not a course that he's played unbelievably great in his course history, and it used to be an event that it was just kind of like a all right, cool event, but it's not anything special. I mean, this is the place that I mean, there was, and this is this is kind of dark, but like I, I being as dire as a fan of mine and watching as much speed golf as I do, like. I waited a very long time to get to get as excited about a round as I did for that 61. I mean, that 61 was the first time in a while that like that you kind of got to feel that. You know what I mean? That rush, that drug. And, and that's and that's just something I'll never forget because I, I, I and I and I say this all the time. A lot of people sort of picked up speed in 2017, 2018, like. I was there when he went through all of his highs and I just, and I just, I thought that that was reality. Um, and I, and I really missed that. And to get that and to have that 61, it was the first really time. It was the first on top of it. It was the first really good round. I got to track. Um, my page was blowing up. Like it was, there's just such good vibes when you think of that round. I mean, it's what got his career back on track, at least for then. Um, as we, as we look to see if he can do that again sometime. Um, but that was a, that was a slump that not many all-time greats have. Um, that was a three and a half, four year. It was a thousand plus days in between wins. Um, before he went to Valero, like there's just really good vibes, um, that I can take back the feeling on Sunday morning. Um, the feeling even on Saturday, because he was, he put together two really nice rounds of, uh, uh, what was it? He went four under, four under, right? Yeah. And then went 10 under to get to 18 under going to the final rounds. Um, which 18 under could win here some years. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's just really good vibes surrounding this golf course. Um, because that was such a magical day. I mean, it has to be, um, take away all the, all the winning rounds. It's probably the most memorable round uh, of my speed fandom um i think it so, was sunday in april in 2018 that was um, quite fun but uh yeah, yeah but that didn't that didn't have the same feel because it was uh, uh, that's, i mean true but i mean like i don't know if i that thrill of that was fun but yeah i mean this course fits his career like really well because he's got three top tens and then three t60s or worse um, and that's, you know, Jordan Spieth, hit or miss, really good, really bad. Um, just to find how 2023's kind of started. You got round one at Sony, you got round two at Sony. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I guess what's kind of alarming is the three top tens. He, you know, ironed it and wedged it really well all three of those weeks. And I don't know if he's capable of that right now. Um, I think we all agree he can play. He can play well this week, but what is well in our, you know, definite is a T thirty good? Is that where the expectation is? Because I don't think you know a T thirty will never be good in my books. Yeah, that's that's no. that's very fair. I think there there are very few places where a T thirty I I can be. Um, honestly, the only time I've ever really been happy with like a T thirty is or a T thirty a top thirty is probably the US Open at Tory. That's what he finished, like T20. It was T19. T19. Yeah. Like that was 
Like, I'm not one who likes to settle for mediocrity. Like, that was the one time where I was like, okay, this is, this is, that's, that's a good yeah. step. Well, Andy was like four over through seven or something. Brutal. Yeah. Like, the first it, round it was, was awful. A, yeah. So, but, uh, but look, yeah. Phoenix, you know, good vibes here, not so good vibes here. I am excited. I mean, everybody's here. First time we've seen Rory, Rom, Scotty, like, Scotty Scheffler is fly, flying under the radar. And rightfully so, as a defending four, he won four times last year, including at this place, and and that's not surprising. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, he that's is, how good Rory and Ram have been, yeah. and it's gonna be fun to see them play in the same tournament with a bunch of other guys. Um, I do think there's, it's made like the betting pretty fun this week because there's some decent value on certain people just given. The, oh yeah. I'm 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 always I stuff so this yeah. is, this is a good week I'm excited yeah. I I thrive uh, last year um in my in the, in the contest in in big fielded weeks just because I think they're easier to bet um they're just more there's more value on guys to pick and choose course history like most weeks like it's very it's very tough to put um to put hard earned go get that points on someone like Mr Sig. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's a tough feeling. Um, but yeah, so no, I'd agree. And one point on Jordan, you said like, what's a good week this week? I don't think I have a, I, I think to me, it's still like a top 15, but I don't think I have, I don't like the, where he finishes doesn't matter. I just want to see some statistical, like, like if he doesn't putt good this week, obviously that's not a good thing given how poorly he's putted last week, like the past year. But just to see some ball striking numbers that are like, oh, he's hitting good shots that could translate to other places would make me feel better. Or at least like, oh, here's a little bit of a blueprint beginning to form. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to what see you, all what your green across are. the board would be nice. In the yeah, no, that would be lovely. <laughs> I would love to see green across um, the board. He did that at Century, but I mean, yeah. they weren't very high green, but um. I think I hate to say this, but playing with Finau and Shoffley, no offense to both of them, great golfers. I'm happy he's not with Rory or Rom, who are making golf Correct. look extremely easy right now, while Jordan Speed makes golf look extremely hard. And granted, I mean Finau and Xander, I mean, probably they're both top ten in the world. But I mean yeah, Rom and Rory are on a completely other level than yeah, the other planet. everyone else. Yes, they are. Should we get into it? Bets? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about um, just like the course for a second. I have my uh, models getting pulled mm. up here before we get into the. Um, yes, sorry. I did not mean to skip over Mr. Model. Mr. Last yes. Place Models. Beat us. Uh, okay. Let's not <laughs> act like the models have been the reason for that. It's more my selections so far. Yes. The models have not <laughs> been are, wrong. You are pulling the stats. Off. The, the wedges last week were absolutely. Yes, most, no, hundred percent. Yes, correct. Thank Jack Nicholas could have told us that. <laughs> true, very true, very true. Nicholas. Um, but uh, I, I, would like to, I would like to. I would like to. Old um, golf. I'd like to yeah. pick your brains on uh, what you guys think is the most important stat of the week. Um, as I always love to bring this up because it's always fun to dive into. Um, I'm fairly yeah. confident. Strokes gained approach is the out of the categories that's the one and it typically is very high 
but it matters quite a bit this week. The guys who win hit their flush their irons, which duh, but like this week in particular. Yeah. So well, my bet or my yes, yeah, so I would like to know your bet. There's actually a tie. There's there's two at the top. Two uh, cents. Just off the tee, you got to drive it really well. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys hit the you guys hit the button. Bo- both um strokes gained approach and strokes gained off the tee in general are um or actually it's not strokes gained off the tee. It's strokes gained approach and good drive percentage um are the two stats that are most <laughs> important this week so it's not so it's not even necessarily distance um, what defines good drive percentage? i think it's i think distance is sort of out of the, the it's equation like distance plus fairway i think i i i think strokesing off the tee takes into like strokesing is a really weird metric but just wanted to say what yeah. the models have shown us thank you mr models thank you of course and Anything- then um but yeah, else? there there's no like approach shots from 200 plus yards this week. It's strictly just there's this is a course where it, there's there's some wedges, there's some long irons, and there's a lot of like 170, 165 yeah. shots. I was uh, gonna say I think very, there's good there's good balance. Right, like, you have to use your whole bag this week, which is Absolutely. fun, which makes this course this is like, great. That's what you want. At, at yeah, and courses. um, to run through the comp courses, which is another thing I love to talk about um do you guys have any idea what the number one uh comp course is? i was gonna it's say to be... i was gonna say pga west um well a lot of a lot of the comp courses are uh tpcs but the number one is tpc summerlin it's the number one comp ah, course that makes sense um shriners but yeah um so a lot of the other TPCs are very similar. Um, Sawgrass, Highlands, Twin Cities, and TPC Boston, um, along with the Summit Club uh, as some of the comp courses this week. So you look at those, as as we do every week, you look at those courses and how Spieth's performed there. He's never, he has, he, well, he has played the Shriners. He hasn't played the Shriners very often. Um, I think he has a missed cut there. Uh, yeah. A few, few made he cuts. He went in like 2019 and just played terribly. Yeah. <laughs> but- um, and the Summit Club, which is the CJ Cup. I can't even remember that golf course even looks. Oh, that was the one in the desert, right? The Cantlay won there. It was it was know. in the desert, right? Yep. Didn't Rory win there? The Summit. Oh, wait, the Summit Club. Yeah, or- I think Rory won there. Um, oh, Cantlay won apologies. the Zozo at the uh, whatever it was. Yeah, where'd he win that? I forget. That was at the one that Tiger played a lot. Morikawa played a lot. Um, Sherwood? Yes. yes. Apologies. Thank you for that. But then you look at the other comp courses. Sawgrass, that's a no thanks. Um, Twin Cities, never played. And then Boston, River Highlands. He's had a few top tens at TPC Boston. He's won at TPC River Highlands, but there's really no course history at River Highlands besides that win. <laughs> um so, yeah, we're we're. Thank you, Mr. Models, for that contribution. Uh, as always, we can get into the bets. Um, as I said, I have a guaranteed winner this this week. Number two, um, we're hundred percent on Blute guaranteed winners. So very excited. Um, if we want to run through our outrights first, and then we can get into our other picks. Uh, I think that's a good give pick to win. Dan, yes. get started. 
Uh, I will defer to Mr. Leader, actually. That's fine. I um I have two outrights. Um, the boys know probably one of them who I've been preaching this week. Well, who is who is is the one that you said in the chat was someone that no one's mentioned yet? Is that not right? No, that's my placement play. Okay, very excited for that one. But I I'm rolling with only three bets this week, two outrights. Um, hmm. they both my outrights are kind of they're right below the Rory Rom range. I am rolling with. JT and you, this man is on Bob's card. Patrick no. Cantlay. Mm. Um, I, I very good numbers. Surprised you didn't go with Mr. Finau. I know <laughs> a good friend of ours is going Mr. Finau. Mr. Finau has missed the cut five of seven times at TPC Scottsdale. That's Thanks. pretty telling for me personally, but um, JT is not missed five of seven cuts. At, He's, he's got a great record here. He does. He's really record. good. He's in a um, slump, though. I he's promise in a you that's a loser. Um, but a slump for JT, yes. A slump for a good player, no. I mean, he he had a fifth at the Hero. He had a T twenty five at the Farmers. Like these are not bad numbers. He played bad at Century. I'll give you that. But a T twenty five at Farmers, and um, you know, going into the PGA, he had some you know, eh results. He had a T thirty five at the Heritage, T five at the Ranch. But let's let's not forget that Justin Thomas should have finished like T eight at the at the PGA. That's very fair. But at the same time, let's not <laughs> he played well that week though. Yeah, I mean, Justin Thomas is twenty one to one. Correct, correct, correct. That, yeah, that's a big number. That. That's a big number. Um, yeah. Same with Cantley, right? Cantley's also twenty one to one. Yeah, that, that's fitting though. He hasn't. He hasn't. I think twenty one is is a is is the correct line on Cantley this week. Um, I love but, it. I mean, but I know, still love I, it. I'm not sure it is, to be honest. I, I think know. it should be. I don't know. I lower. 16? Yeah. I, I the only really incorrect line that's the two incorrect lines that stood out to me are Homas and Scheffler's. Um, Scheffler is like fourteen to one. No. Um, and Homa is way too high. Homa's like. He's twenty one. Yeah, that's. I don't know though. That's an overreaction, in my opinion. Um, that I th- I think he's right around the thirty. I think he's right around the Tom Kim range, in my opinion. What does Homa need to do to be in that twenty one range for you? Because he's playing um, better than JT right now. Uh, I just he's I just don't. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I I don't really know what he needs to do. I just think that coming off a win. It just screams overreaction to me, considering he was like, he was twenty five to one at the, um, he was twenty five to one when he won at, um, blanking at Tory yeah. in a not so great field, um, and he wins, and all of a sudden he's in a loaded field, and he's almost twenty to one. Yeah. It seems like an overreaction to me. When that win doesn't change how I view him in terms of how he's playing. Like, I, I still would have picked him this week. Like, I still think he would have, he was playing well. I I think if he had finished T2 there, he'd be 28 to 1. That's, yeah. that's my opinion. Well, and I, to be fair, like, I think a lot of people know Max Homa now. Yeah. And the I, books I, don't want to get burned on a Homa 30 to 1. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Because odds are not necessarily always about what's correct. A lot of it's uh, where the money is. Um. So, yeah, for sure. You're right about that. But I'd love to hear your other idea. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, another guy that I think you like this week. Um, yeah, oh, I mean. I forgot I forgot you said that, yeah. Cantlay, I mean, good form coming in. 
second here last year. Um, I don't have, you know, the, the amazing models that, you know, Bob is using, but I have some, some stats, uh, on data golf and a couple other websites that I do use. Um, and yeah, I like riding either of those Americans to win this week. Um, I really love JT though. I just think JT is ready to shut the haters, which is the go get that podcast up. <laughs> so I have 25. Now, Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Carp, this is, this is the big question of the day. Is a JT win worth the lead you would take in the standings this week? Uh, I think I'll say yes. Oh, yeah, come on. And I, <laughs> I think, could put $100 on JT and it would not be worth playing I think anywhere. The, a big reason, or a big part of that is, is we have a we have a gambling chat outside of the podcast and no one else really was talking about him besides our good friend Ryan. Um, I just feel he's flying under the radar. I, he, yeah. he could continue to hit it all over the place and miss the so cut. So you, but... you want it to hit purely as just like a I told you so moment. Just fair. No, I yeah, think I mean, I think fair. any good better wants to show their that they That's can hit. Absolutely fair. Absolutely there's, fair. There's some val. There's a lot of value there, though, given course history and like T25 at the Farmers is not that bad. Um, I think JT could play really well this week. I'm not sure he's in the winning form yet, but he's he knows how to win. So we'll see. Um, I don't have JT on my card, but I. Don't hate the play, for sure. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate. Who's it. your outright, Dan? My outright. So I have one, and then I have like a pseudo outright. Okay. Um, Do you have four plays this week? I have I have five plays this week actually, but I I don't know who's gonna win. Um, I really don't. So I'm just putting five on Hideki to win. Great course history. He played pretty well at the Farmers. He putted really well, which is. Uh, good, but it's also a little bit concerning because maybe he won't putt as well this week. Um, but he's at thirty three. Uh, thirty three to ones are still out there on Hideki. He was at forty to one earlier this week. That's gone all the way down to twenty two in some places. Um, so he's kind of been all over the board. Uh, books don't really know what to do with him, which is fair. But Makes given sense, his, yeah. it's kind a little bit of a weird spot for him. Injury, but um. I mean, he knows how to win here. He's done it twice, so why not? I just put five on that. Uh, and then I have – this is my pseudo, all right? I have Cantlay to win, um, but this is without including Rom, Rory, Scotty, or Xander. Huh. So if you take those four guys out of the tournament – What um, was the bet? Cantlay to win without Rom, Rory, Scotty, or Xander. So basically – odds on that? He was 21. He's 12. In this, so it's basically like take out the four best players in the odds and see. I'm trying to think to if one. that's worth it. Like I don't know. Like how 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 much? Well, I, no, I don't know. I mean, he's value. it's a it's a DraftKings thing. He was eighteen to one on DraftKings, so twelve to one without those four guys. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Now, I if, think if eighteen to one to twelve to one, that makes sense. 21 to 1 to 12 to 1. That's that's an interesting debate. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I just it's it's interesting to see like what how much you'd value those top four players in the field. Like, a lot of beef in the top four. 
Right. I I guess the other thing is is like if he finishes T three and it's behind two random guys, then he doesn't win. You know, and it's the same. So I might I might you bring up a good point, Bob. I might just strike on the twenty one to twenty one hundred that's on FanDuel. Dan, I, I think I think you go with your sense. gut. I think you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean with I'm riding because, Cantlay. Because he's riding Cantley, so if, if, if you bet Cantley and he wins, you're gaining no ground on Jordan. I just I, yeah. I I'd go for the hammer shot and just like try and sneak out a T two, have Jordan be the big loser and just well, and just walk away the walk right. away, you know? And, and I like I like Xander this week as well, because I think he's also been I mean, he's usually under the radar, but he's played pretty good golf here as well. So yeah. I think they could be, you know, there. And if Cantley wins, then I'm I'm at least in on it a little bit. So um yeah, I like that as I, um, others who yeah. go out right. Yeah, well, I mean, my my back's against the wall this week. I, I've been I've been catching a lot of love strays, even even from my own mother. My own mother texted me about my horrible picks. Um, uh, she's losing money recently. Worse, uh, <laughs> worse. That's Mom not good. Is, of course, a massive puts all of puts all of her life savings on my on my go get that picks every week. So unfortunately, <laughs> the family is in deep it's trouble. Your, it's your college um, fund, correct? <laughs> um, but I have one outright this week. Four plays. It was going to be three. I'm going to try and keep them the three in the next weeks. But I I had to keep one of these plays on. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Thigala. I, I the past two weeks I've gone <laughs> with uh. Lower numbers, more money. I'm going with a very large chunk on one play this week, so I'm keeping the other one small. I'm putting 10 on Mr. Thigala, 50 to 1, to win 500. I mean, that's that's a good number on Thigala, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, he's going to break through eventually. I'm a huge fan of his, so hopefully he breaks through when I'm on him. But, yeah, that's that's my right. There's really no explanation Wait. there. He he's, plays he's, well at the TPCs. His other chance played, to win was at uh, Mr. River Highlands. So yep, and he and he almost won here last year. So he's a yeah. TPC. Mercy. He's um, yeah, he's uh, he's at a rough close um though in his two tournaments. He's he's kind of thrown it away. I know he kind of got screwed at Scottsdale last year. Yeah, that was brutal. But still, I mean, he's he's gonna need to see one go through. But he will. He's a really good golfer. So. I have more of an explanation for my other picks, but we can get into those, Jordan, if you'd like to get into your place. So I, I got uh, the majority of my change or chunk of coin or whatever you want to call it. You're going with the Bob strategy. On a guy that we've been talking about quite a bit on this podcast, and that's Max Homa. Um, mm-hmm. He's I, – I hear you, Bob, saying he shouldn't be in that 21 tier. And it's funny, too, because we were talking at, like, bold predictions to begin the year, but all the way back a month ago. And I was like, maybe Max Homa still isn't that guy. Cause I mean, he really came on last year, a little bit of 2021 too, and he won at Riv, but um, that is clearly not the case. Max Homa. Well, is... well Max Homa has more wins in the last year yeah. and a half than speed does in like six years. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe he falls, you know, not falls apart, but like doesn't keep up this, streak but it's i mean that's crazy to think about though clearly not happening i mean a win uh a t3 at century i have him at plus money to top 20 um Don't he's got it's good. he's got three straight top four if we want to go all the way back in his last six events he's finished outside the top 20 once so i mean he's just got a complete game he does everything well 
Um, the course history here isn't the mm. best, but I mean, I was just a, about to ask what it a is. Couple, I mean, it's a T6, T26, T14, T42, so not the end of the world, but he doesn't dominate this place. But um, he didn't really start dominating golf until about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So he's a completely new golfer. Plus money. I kind of struggled to figure out what I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, why don't you just go with, I mean, one of the most consistent guys on tour right now in Max Homa. And that's what I went with. Yep. No, I think that's a good play. Um, I'm kind of following the same logic. Logic with a Tom Kim top 20 play. This dude is just cooking right now. He's been in Scottsdale playing with Rom apparently, uh, per Elise. So um it's at plus money, like plus one fifty is what I got it this? at. Tom Kim. Love it. The top twenty, and he's played well at Summerlin. Obviously he won there. Um he plays well everywhere. I mean, might as well get a top twenty yes. on him. I've got mm. about I'm not sure exactly what my numbers are, but it'll be something to get about ninety to hundred. Uh, points back so could cover for the week uh, and then this is where my placements get um interesting uh i have as of now i have 15 points on somebody to top 40 at six to one which Ooh. for a top 40 is wow quite a long shot i love this <laughs> who is this is richie warinsky <laughs> And this is a total shot in the dark. Is there um, anything to back this up? There is a T22 here last year and a T20 at Pebble, in which he gained strokes on approach. You know what? Off the tee. That's good enough for me, honestly. And um, yeah, six to one, I mean. So yeah. at six to one, I mean, I'm putting 15 on it. So if it doesn't cash, yeah. it's fine. But top that covers 40, the week, too, if it wins, right? And yeah, if it wins, he gets 105. So that's five extra points in my. Um, account i suppose uh and then this one i was kind of deciding there's a lot of guys i really like so i guess i can like i love morikawa i thought jason day could have a really good week um cory connors was looking at ryan moore really like johnny vegas as well for the top 40 um and he's at plus money so if, the only concern would be about his shoulder but then i decided on mostly just because of the discrepancy between books. At most books, he's about 150 plus 150 to plus 175 to top 40. Got him here at 280 on FanDuel. Francesco Molinari. Oh, that's a name that, you know, kind of in that Rose, yeah, Gary really Woodland fall. category of... I wouldn't even say that. After I wouldn't even say that. Fra Mr. Molinari, I have not heard that name in months. Exactly. But, I mean, he... I wouldn't even put him in the Woodland Rose category until he t fived three yeah. weeks yeah. overseas. He did. He did have a brutal miscut the week the week after. So we're not not really sure where it's gonna go. But top forty and considering <laughs> the odds at other books, like you get an extra hundred. I don't know what they call him, but he's plus one hundred more than he's he's at any other book. So I was stunned when I saw the number. Um, and he's made the cut three times. He's played here. And he's, I think he's got like T20, like he's top 40 twice, I think. And the other one's like a T44. That might be wrong, but it's, he's right around that T40 range. So I just thought, hey, good value. You showed me something two weeks ago. Maybe Molinari is starting to put it together again a little bit. And he doesn't have to have a great week. Just got to, you know, be about nine under, maybe eight under. 
Um, might not be, may not even be that high, but good. Yeah, value. I was about to say. Um, yeah. Hopefully, have- Francisco can uh, figure it out a little bit. It's the top forty, right? That is a top forty. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, top forty was five under last year, so. I was stunned when I saw it, the plus 280 number, because he's like 150 at Barstool and 170 at um, DraftKings. 280 on FanDuel. I was like, that. So either either FanDuel knows what's up and the other two don't, or um, FanDuel's a little behind the ball. So uh, I mean, well, Barstool doesn't really know golf, so. No, they, Which well, said that? but they, they're, I think their books are based on, that's not what rigs things about the week. They do have Kevin Kisner a lot higher in the top forty thing than they do at, at most other books. Not a lot, but it tells like... me all I need to know. <laughs> Bob, did you consider Kiz this week? Um, is this a Kiz course? You know, <laughs> I am a sucker for Kevin Kisner. I was very close to justifying him for this week because I recently have not been able to justify him at all. But he had a sneaky good week after a very rough first round, yes, uh, last week. Um, that was very nice to see as we head into the, I mean, all signs point towards just the stars aligning in Austin for a final match play victory for Kisner. I cannot wait to put, I think we I think we need to give us 500 points for that event because I will put 100 on him to get out of his group, 100 on him to win the event. I mean, I am so looking forward to betting Kisner with every bet I can, but I was not able to justify him quite this week, even though it is a short hitters, uh, a short hitters ballpark for sure. Short hitters can definitely compete here, but um, you know, <laughs> I this this was this was tough to narrow down my card. I won't lie. Um, there's a lot of good plays. This there's week. a lot of good plays this week, but I'm going to start off with a $5 bet on 80 to one on my go-to first round leader cage Lee, which I'm going to do throughout <laughs> the year until he hits. He's hit like five first round leaders in the last three years, which if you do the math, that's one out of every 15 and the odds price him at 60 to 80 to one every tournament when math wise, he should be 15 to one. I mean, he never could be 15 to one, but math wise, that's what it would say. Um, five to win 400. I mean, that's no brainer. Like, I don't know how you don't put money on them there. Um, I said until he lost me two in a row, I'd go back to the Montgomery train and uh, closing line value did it very well. He's down to like 180 on some books. I got him plus 300 for a top 20, it's $20 bet. Um, leaves me 65 for my um, for my whale guaranteed winner. Um, and as a player who has very good form coming in, has played very well recently, um, fits all the course models. Um, I I really can't say enough about this play. It's my favorite play of the year so far. And that's Keegan Bradley, the top 40. Um, I love to go to my plus money top 40 plays throughout last year. And that's what I've done this week, plus 110. He hit the odds are all over the place with him. He you can get him plus one ten, you can get him minus one twenty five some places. Um, but Keegan Bradley will 
top 40 this week. It's a guarantee. I'm going to bring up his course history just because I'm not exactly sure what it is. <laughs> That's spooky. <laughs> but uh, now I'm thinking of it. He's fit everything besides the course history because I didn't even look at his course history. But, um, but data For a golf top 40, me, it's pretty good. Data golf gives yeah, him a really good, good uh, chance. Um, let's go with – all right, so his last five have been – He's only two for five, but he's got back-to-back top 30s, so. T26. I will say he never, he never puts well here, unfortunately. For T49. You. Since they, since they T67. Redesigned the they redesigned T43. it and the putter. <laughs> I mean, he's made the cut. Oh, that's why. That's why I picked him. I did I did take into account course history. So he's one of the um he's one of the only players in the field who's never missed a cut here. That's that's why I put it into. He's missed two. Of, he's missed two cuts here. Has he? Yes, <laughs> there were many the, moons ago. To be fair, twenty seventeen. Yeah, he hasn't missed it. In Looks the last like five one years. of the uh, one of the things I read up on was incorrect. Um, Call them out. Was it Golf Monthly, by the way? By the way, that's all right. I, I don't remember, sports, but I mean, he they know who they he's are. made. He's made all the cuts in the last five years, so it doesn't change about the fact that he's absolutely hitting. It's a guarantee, blue guarantee. Put the stamp of approval down. Um, I feel good about this. It would be I, awesome. It would be awesome to come on the Sunday night re- recap and just talk about the Keegan Bradley miscut. Well, I was really confident in the I was really confident Ben Griffin top forty last week. Yeah, but that was not a guaranteed winner. That was not a guaranteed winner. Well, he made a ten on on eighteen. That was that a little screwed you. <laughs> yeah, that was not pretty. But. Yeah, so that, that's all the bets. We'll see. We'll see how they shake out this week. I feel good. There's good value if you're looking for other things out there. Um, and I, you know, listed a couple names, but like Corey Connors, I think we all think could have a pretty good week. Um, so if you're interested in top twenty or something like that, uh, could be another good play. I do like Corey Connors a lot. Um, and just to say, I went with the uh, value play this week, but Tom Kim is my pick to win this week. Yeah. I believe he will win. Um, he I want to take him. I just I want to put so much on Bradley that I, I need to pick a little bit of a higher bet. Um, yeah. So there's so many I'm, big names in the field. You can really make a case for so many dudes. So you absolutely can. Right. Which I think why is is you know looking at some top forty stuff. I think is good this week if you just get on even if you just get on data golf and check some like ball striking numbers, course history stuff. Like you can find some good value. On people in the top 40s names because like not all the top the top 40 guys aren't making the top 40 you know that's just not how it works so there's always a there's always a richie warinsky in the mix come sunday afternoon so we'll, uh, <laughs> can't wait for him to be leading on 17t but uh that'd be epic richie warinsky takes the phoenix open i mean come on that'd be sick Come on. I saw him earlier this week. He was like 16 to 1 for a top 20. I was like, geez, that's bad. Like that's that's what the Ricky Barneses who get the sponsors exemptions, you know. Um I, I was looking at a we... couple of those bets, those long top twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Before we uh before we go, um because this has been a long podcast, but uh what are what are our thoughts on Mr. Flower this week? Hmm. Well, he's not featured, so that's disappointing. You can I honestly make a case that Ricky Fowler is playing better golf than Jordan Spieth right now. 
Okay. You can make that case. I mean, no, it's a good case too. I might. That's, that's an a, interesting case. That's a. Now he has. Yeah, like Speed's last best finish was what Mr. Ranch. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got a, a great... T two at Zozo, a T eleven at the Farmers. Like a case can be made. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I feel. I mean, I. I don't know. I feel better about Mr. Fowler this week than I do Mr. Spieth. I probably agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to go with no, but Ooh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. We'll the see. top 40, I think. Yes. I think Mr. Flower top 40 this week, but I don't know if I can go. Do you think, as Mr. Far do you think Mr. Spieth tops 40 this week? I think he, I think he could for sure. Yeah. Okay, oh, 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 it's a yes or a no though. It's a yes or a yes no. Or no. Well, he could. Absolutely. No, it's a yes he or could, no. <laughs> but, but is Fowler top 40 this week? Yes. Okay. Or is Mr. Spieth. Uh, the fact that you have to think about it tells you Fowler's <laughs> playing better. I'm going to go with yes, but Flower is has negative chance of winning this week. I'll put it there. That's fine. Spieth has a chance of winning. I Not a high one, but... Fowler? I think Fowler will be there. Like, I think Ricky No, Mania but Flower would, would, like... would collapse in even bigger fashion than Spieth on the weekend. We We shall see. We shall see, but we've uh we've gone on way too long. We've kept yeah, we've been very long. We had to double up, but I uh, appreciate you guys listening, staying with us. If you're still here, I assume all of you guys shut it off now before the picks because you don't want to influence whatever bet you're gonna make. We are losing um, you money. We're losing, <laughs> but but it will be glorious when we're back into the green. But uh, that day is not today. So thank you for listening. Any last thoughts? Uh, go Eagles. Uh, no thanks. Go, uh, go, no, go, uh, <laughs> go, no, go, Chiefs. Yeah. go, Chiefs. go, refs, go, refs. That's what go I want to see. Let's I want to see a ref show on Sunday. Let's go, oh, man. That'd be fun. Take All care. Right. That'd be awesome. Peace, fellas. Peace.